0: Start out with thanking all of you who have donated to this monastery, to this teacher, to this teaching, to this community. So thanking you for that and also asking for more, more help as we go along. If you can, if you can, please continue to help us. So clarification, not elaboration. So just when you're asked a question or when you're asking a question it's the clarification that's important not making things more and more elaborate sometimes people when they ask questions they tend to instead of have just having a straight question have a lots of uh, uh, elaborations and when you know, In other situations, when we're asked to uh, a question, we tend to, can tend to elaborate on it rather than fundamentally clarify it. This is a talk topic as suggested by Chazon, so if I can't go much further with it, I might have to ask him to talk about it. It's a good point that we could consider when we're responding or interacting with anyone is to try to clarify. What it is that we're working with, what it is that we're asking about, rather than rather than elaborating, stretching it out, elaborating on it. That's all I would say. No, you can't shut me that up that easy. <clears throat> Sometimes I say when when someone is uh, goes from the question goes into uh, the basic question is there in what they're asking about, but they tend to go off into an elaboration on it rather than a clarification. Sometimes I'll say, what is it you want to know? Because uh, what is it you you want to know? Kind of brings it right down to what, what is it? Rather than the question starts to uh, cloud up or cloud over what it is you're actually asking about, which can jump into the elaboration rather than what is it you want to know? So I probably should just elaborate on that a little bit, Go
1: ahead. Your bowing, is there a basic distinction then between those two concepts, those two terms? So the,
0: the clarification would be taking what it is you've asked possibly or, or discussing and try to speak about that in such a way that clarifies it, makes it possibly even, more than likely, even simplifies it, and the elaboration is more of uh, jumping from what that is, and you know, starting to write a short story about it, uh, an essay on it, or some kind of elaboration that you know, some people have more of a tendency to do that than others. It varies, and so keep it simple. Keep it very simple and direct.
1: Good evening. Sometimes, particularly in book studies, we might give you some what we might call background information. Mm-hmm. Would that be a clarification and an attempt to clarify? It
0: could be. It could be. It could go either direction. Either it could come up, come up as an elaboration or a clarification. There's a, quite a difference.
1: Mm-hmm. So is an elaboration more of a defensive stand? Fine.
0: It's it is reinforcing the that aspect of the consciousness commonly known as ego. So we're we might not be consciously showing off. We might not be consciously covering something up. But that could be happening. We could be actually covering up what we're we're very sincere about wanting to know, but we're not clear about that. So therefore we tend to elaborate on it. So it's like this happens to some people who sometimes people say, well, I had a question for you, but I already know what you're going to say, so I'm not going to ask it. A little, a little, when you say it's a little bit disrespectful, possibly, or maybe not. Maybe it's, maybe it's just
2: true. I know what you're going to say, so I'm not going to ask it. You,
0: shadow bowing. Thanks for helping me with this because I didn't know where I was going to go without elaborating.
3: Go ahead. Um, it, it seems like my presumption coming into this practice is that clarification is more description and more specific, tight concepts around what I'm trying to point to. How does that not clarify?
0: Give me an example.
2: Should be able to do that as intelligent and brilliant as you are?
0: Give me some simple example, come on.
3: Um, So like if I said something like, you see that building over there and you could ask, could you clarify which one? I might say, well, it's that 1920s um, such and such type of house and then go and list all the characteristics about it. I'm wondering, I guess, is that clarifying? (laughs) I don't know.
2: Could be.
4: (laughs) Do we have to
1: have a sense of a misunderstanding or where the other person, like how the other person may be approaching something or? in order to clarify how can we know what needs to be clarified i guess
0: boy we're gonna have to ask on here you want to respond to that jason no no
2: okay well that but was... i did
5: want to ask go ahead when i initially brought that up to you some of the context was when we ask questions the example I would give is like if somebody was would ask, "Well, when does consciousness first enter the body?" And it's like this elaboration of creating some system to understand instead of what is what is consciousness, or trying mm-hmm. to understand the fundamental thing that's being presented to us. So, what my question is: How can we look at the way in which we ask questions of the teacher? To help us clarify the misunderstanding, instead of asking questions that create a more and more elaborate ideology of what this is bowing.
2: Okay. Y'all get that. Bion, go ahead.
5: Bion bowing is an elaboration, a distraction from the truth.
0: It can be. Oh, yes, can be. Elaboration can be some kind of production that masquerades as a question, but is actually more of a, an elaboration to get someone to engage in a conversation around something, have a discussion about it. Nothing wrong with the discussions. Nothing wrong with elaborations if they, there can be, we need to be more, uh, more elaborate about particular things, so that may apply. In, uh, uh, questions about the Dharma, and it may not.
2: Yeah, where can we where can we look for clarification within ourselves? Can we do that, Vaj?
0: It seems to me that the more we practice sitting meditation, chikantaza, the more we get clarity about the confusion we're dealing with. So, clarity about clarity doesn't actually apply, but clarity about confusion does come up. Sometimes that's very painful as we begin to look at the confusion, especially if we begin to see somewhat embarrassingly how we're actually creating a lot of that. We're actually participating in it. We're actually cranking it up because ego wants to have a position and it doesn't often care what that that position is as long as it's something. And it can be even incorrect or a misunderstanding that one clings to or fixates on. She is on Bowing.: Yes, sir.
5: Is there a fundamental situation we should endeavor to return to when we're investigating what this is, bowing?
0: When I am biased in this area. I feel that you should ask what you want to know. What you want to know that that is what do you want to know about and it can be uh, you know it can be something very direct is uh, is there a difference in uh, in what arises in consciousness of its fashion, aggression, uh, ignorance? how does that show up? That could be a, a fairly direct question about what you would want to know that someone a teaching person could respond to, possibly.
2: I think keeping, keep, keeping it very simple is important and direct.
1: Is there a way to uh, tell if our questions are kind of building of a story or uh, building up the ego versus getting to a fundamental truth value?
0: I think it's, it would be difficult to know for sure. Sometimes I think it's variable. It's important to be as direct as possible with what it is you want to know. And so, if there's an an elaboration around that, as you're kind of going on and on and setting a big preamble uh, with the idea that well, I'm going to need to let the teacher know where this is all coming from, that may or may not be necessary. Sometimes that preamble is just the teacher probably already knows about that, and so you can just ask directly what the what it is you want to know instead of building up a uh, introduction to the whole thing.
2: Sir,
3: why why does that direct question, well, at least for me, it seems more disappointing to act just ask what I want to know and give you the
0: preamble. Seems more disappointing. Mm-hmm. Well, the the downside of it, uh, from the point of view of uh, of your asking, you've already it's disappointing. Could you say something about why that is or what that's about? It, that's that's what the question's coming
3: out of. It seems like I get some kind of nourishment from the preamble, and I'm wondering
2: yeah. what that is. Yeah,
0: I'm not with you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: you you agree. Yeah, I'm identifying with what
0: he's saying. Yeah. Are you? Anybody else identifying with that stupid statement? No, it's not stupid. But it's a very it, it it's uh it, it's telling that there there that you want something else about that situation. You want something more than just the response. The teaching person, if you make that a direct question about this, then the teacher this teacher or he she they that teacher is going to be able to respond to you directly because it's a it's a question but they can respond to it and uh sometimes in the as you know in the zen tradition sometimes the the mondo or whatever you whatever fancy name you want to give it between the teacher and the student sometimes can be very koan like that doesn't mean that the teacher is being evasive it means that you've asked a very very direct question and then the teacher can come back with something that gives you the whole thing, the whole the quality of the question, the quality of a call and response can be, can be, it can be a very direct response that also, uh, from the point of view of, uh, of uh, solving it from for you, it puts you in a, into that situation even deeper. And, and allows you to begin to see it and understand it for yourself. Are you following me a little bit? Is anybody following me?
2: No? No? Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm.
0: How about you? More questions? Go ahead. Make it a very direct question. Can't do that. bowing. Is this a, like an upside-down gut show? Yeah, I took it back. Oh, you took it back. <laughs> Did you get that? I wasn't looking. You weren't looking? You don't have an audience that you saw? Yeah. Go
3: ahead. <laughs> so so is the response from a teacher more about putting us into the
2: not knowing than answering the question? Sure. Yes.
0: The motivation of the teacher is to help you see your true nature, to come right and see the nature of the complete um, illusion of duality, of this as opposed to that or this in front of that, because the illusion is intense. An intense, uh, intense feeling of other, of everyone else is over there and I'm over here. Except uh, the difference is, is the teacher is seeing that, that that is an illusion that is unreal. And also we're not all one either, that would be another illusion. There's no oneness, there's no, uh, there's, there's no separation. It transcends those those polarities of being all one or all separate. More. Does the preamble
3: in our question keep up some armor?
0: Every time you ask a question, the teacher, this teacher, uh, probably any true teacher would see the, the nature of your confusion, and would be able to help you in so far as you're able to receive it. But they can't lay something on you necessarily, or may or may not, but probably will not lay something on you as a response that you it's just going to make things worse or make it more confusing for
2: you. Sure. What does clarification
0: look like in the mind stream, I just about to have to come up with a excuse me, with an example, but it's it would just be if there if there's something about the question that the teachers is not clear what you're asking then they might say could you say more or could the way that i often say this can you paraphrase so if you just asked about a particular dynamic in consciousness or in your life or working with negativity or working with the uh the, the four karmas or any you know pacifying enriching magnetizing and destroying those show up quite a bit differently depending on the situation you can't come up with a with a protocol or a standard that say well this if they do this and you do this it won't work so if you were asking about that then the clarification might have to do with a particular situation you might say be asking as a just to generalize uh, the difference between uh enriching and magnetizing those are two of the four karmas and so if you were should in this given situation should I is it is it magnetizing someone to in order to relate with them directly you might have to magnetize them into your uh, out of their mind stream, into your own uh, dynamic more so you can actually communicate with them it maybe fundamentally help them enriching maybe joining in with their negativity so magnetizing you're pulling them this way enriching you're pulling you're you're joining in so if you come up with a situation and uh, you say, should I be enriching or magnetizing or should I be, what should I be doing then in this given situation? And then if you were to explain, well, this person is doing this or they're, they're uh, causing this kind of distress in the situation we're both working in in our workplace. And I could just elaborate and elaborate and elaborate, which is a very topic here. Uh, a, a clarification. So I'm endeavoring to clarify. And what I'm saying is you might come back and explain a little bit more about the dynamic that you're relating to with that person so then the teacher could say uh that would be more about you joining that person in that enriching you would go in and fluff up what they're already dealing with so that you are, are participating in their confusion rather than you're magnetizing them out of the confusion into your apparent clarity are you following me yeah so that it would be that kind of situation. So what I just did was clarify. It may seem kind of elaborate to some extent, but quite often endeavoring to clarify something can be uh, can seem like elaboration. So my elaboration was a cover up for how much I don't know
2: did it work? <laughs> it worked. Go ahead. Choose I'm thinking
3: even just elaborating on what's arising in my mind stream, um, seeing the way that thoughts add on to whatever's showing up, and I'm wondering what clarification
0: would be in that context, clarification of what's arising. Okay, I'm going to do something with you here that I just mentioned. Paraphrase what you just said. Don't use the same words. Say it a different way. If you understand what you just said, you'll be able to paraphrase it. Choose What is the process of clarifying the mind? clarifying your communication to someone. I thought that's what we were discussing. The interaction between two people.
3: Right. And I was taking it into just what was showing up um, okay. inside the mind stream
2: rather than communication. Okay, then what do you want to know?
0: I think I might be looking for what proof of what clarification would look like. like Well, I thought the example I just gave was getting a little close to it. Anybody want to agree with me? Yeah. Taking those two things and trying to clarify which one would be the most workable in a given situation, depending on, on who you were, what the situation was you were dealing with. Sometimes you want to magnetize someone away from some situation that is difficult or dangerous or confusing for that person or for you or for everyone another time you want to, uh, because you it, it's not showing up that way, you have to, you might have to enrich. Another one, you might have to destroy it. The first one, of course, being pacifying. So, clarifying would be what, what the whole dynamic is between two people or a conversation
2: or a situation that's arising. more is that confusing okay i'm to have to talk to your boss so but are
3: we um elaborating to ourselves on the cushion bowing.
0: facing the wall we might do a lot of that chattering to ourselves and talk, talking to ourselves this arises and we have a comment and then something else then we then we spread that out or push it back or move it forward, turn it over, look at it, investigate, see if it supports us, see if it's against us. Lots of different uh, directions show up there. More?
3: Sure. Is clarification watching the elaboration?
0: Could be, yes. Just to observe anything, observe the, the elaboration, and then you, you may go in, in the direction of concluding something. If it just happens spontaneously, then just watch the conclusion. When I say don't conclude, I'm not I know you can't accomplish that. I can't. Most people can't. But if you say don't conclude, then you actually start to become more aware of the way this spontaneous, like a knee-jerk reaction, just you know, of this happens, then you do this, this happens to you the thought process goes the thought process goes this way or this way, trying to establish some kind of a of a dynamic where the, the self the, the actual illusion of a separate self is protected that's quite that's quite often that's what's happening in consciousness we're trying to not see that there is no one here because the path leading up to that can be scary confusing frightening but the actual realization of it isn't anything at all it, because there isn't anyone left to to have a reaction because you've seen there isn't anyone. So the consciousness is no longer reacting to I can't go there or stand over here. I'm not going to engage in that. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. And quite often that is manipulated by fear of being a fool, fearing of, make, fear of making a fool of ourselves. Sometimes it's fear of just of actually out and out hurting somebody because we know that, that our emotions are volatile and we might need to have a, an intense reaction over something that's really not
2: that much um,
3: Is Is Sangha a place to
0: allow those volatile emotions to show up? Well, they're probably going to show up uh, somewhere. Uh, depends on who you are and where you are, and it's just so variable, so I wouldn't say, yes, this is a place you should explode and blow up and point the finger. But if it happens in this kind of an environment, you're going to get a lot more uh, understanding and, and more basic sanity about the nature of confusion, about the nature of passion, aggression, ignorance, hope, and fear in, in a Sangha situation. It's still going to be difficult people aren't here because they're already enlightened or sane particularly i should say haven't realized their enlightenment because everyone is already enlightened not
2: something to believe thank you thank you good area for questions if you have
0: them go ahead
1: was a good if if we're having difficulty show up should we remove ourselves from practice knowing that it may be difficult for others to see suffering
0: a lot of variability in there in that situation i would say basically no don't do anything unless you have to so stay most of the best place for you to work on any of this i'm pretty biased when it comes to this is sit down hold still face the wall and watch this what happens in the mind structure that is continually trying to provide some kind of artificial security for who you think you are some kind of anything and also uh, it can be positive uh, take on a positive kind of situation It can also take on something very negative
1: for instance if i were to start crying on the cushion is it ego or pride that wants to remove myself?
0: Sure. If you're, in this practice, if you're in the Zendo and you begin to cry, you, should, you shouldn't leave. But if you're, if you're having a coughing fit, you might want to leave. But if you're just crying, then you might want to stay here. Do it, do it in that way that also tells other people that they can cry in here too. So it's very important. I can start crying at any moment. I never know when that's going to happen. Yeah. And I'm not interested in protecting you from, from, from your opinions about me. You have all opinions you want. You may have enough opinions, cause you to leave this place, get out of here, get out of my sight. Because if you're in front of me, I'm going after you in one way or another. It might be soft as a kitten. And it might be uh, sharp fangs. Why? I want you to wake up. I want you to see what this is before the end of your life, this particular lifetime. If you're interested, I'm all about helping you without interfering with the karma that you need to see. And that's not something I'm figuring out. It's obvious to me, not because I'm such a smart person. Might be the opposite. I'm kind of a simple, ordinary
2: factory worker. Hands on Bowing.
0: Go ahead, Kenzon.
2: I'm wondering about working with elaborations that may have taken place decades ago that are no longer conceptual but are more manifesting as symptoms or feelings. Hmm. Uh, any particular way to, to work with those?
0: So... Uh, yeah. well you heard my standard response to almost all of that is just receive it and if you need to do something with it you won't be able to help it but do this or do that or do this or do that so insofar as you can whatever shows up in the mind stream just receive it be it's this kind of a, a mudra here, here it comes and you're going to receive that here's some more coming from over here you're going to receive that you don't do anything with it you don't wad it up and stick it under your armpit you just receive it and if you just receive it 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 will won't do much as changu rinpoche once said if you do nothing to thoughts they will do nothing to you so you, all you're doing your thoughts show up you just receive the thought that's the only way that i know of that you're going to see the fundamental nature of what this is which is non-dual it's 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 not only not two not this and this it's worse than that. There, there is no otherness anywhere, so you can't come up. You can't do any math with it. You can do math with the with relative truth, of course. The restructure of relative truth is numbers and counting the ten thousand things. So whatever shows up, even if it started a uh, hundred years ago, a thousand years ago, it's just, it's just. Uh, the landslide of otherness, the landslide of causes and conditions, the Peloponnesian War, the war between the states, the First World War, the Second World War, the Korean Conflict, they called it. So that changed the name a little bit so it isn't quite a war. When it was a war, people died. But it's just those things are coming from causes and conditions that are, are can't even find the source of that because it's so complicated
2: as I'm buying, yes are, are um conditions in the mind that maybe like described as psychological knots or neuroses or something is working those out part of the awakening process if i could put it that way bowing
0: so thank you for the questions very good very good question i'm going to be very direct about that you watch you observe that when i say observe i'm talking about awareness which you'll hear me say it over and over again you don't have to fix a damn thing that's a that's a extremely seductive thing and it's all over the internet it's all over books and magazines and here's the way to do it here's how you do it I'm telling you very directly you don't need anything but your own consciousness and you don't even need the Buddha's Dharma but it would be difficult to do this if you didn't have some kind of a teaching that is saying look at it that's what this is I haven't done anything of course I've read hundreds of books maybe thousands of books but what what I am endeavoring to tell you about is you can see this, but you won't see it unless you settle down and emphasize, prioritize just the seeing, just the smelling, tasting, touching, just the, the thoughts. Not what the thoughts are about, doesn't matter. You're gonna be having sexual fantasies, doesn't matter. It's receive, 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 receive it, receive it, No not fight with anything, don't agree with anything, don't disagree with anything. Just if it comes to the doorway, uh, you don't even have to invite it in. Just don't stand in its way. It has its own traction. It has its own karma, its own causes and conditions that look so separate like something else is pushing it. That's part of the illusion that you think that things this causes that. And it does to some extent. If you want to settle for that simple explanation, go ahead. But if you do that, you're going to go into some, or, some other way of working with the, with the mind. And which I've said many times, some people, that's all they can do is work with some kind of therapy, some kind of a, uh, or, or some other uh, digression away from the difficulty, which might be uh, a sport, or might be something to do besides just sit and worry about themselves or be anxious. There's just so many things showing up. But if you want to see what it is fundamentally, you need to look at it. It's awareness, not fixing solving that's it's challenging but you can do that as i have some i said just recently it's like you're going along and the only way you realize that you that you're no longer operating in relative give and take push and pull up and down back and forth success and failure life and death is you look you look you're walking through the snow and you look down and there's no no footprints not left any trace of anything so and if you if you really see what that is you realize you've always been awake the past and the future are gone they're relative they're they're relatively just like this coffee cup is here and I have a relative mouth with a relative wish desire for coffee luckily I have some coffee zen masters in ancient times always used having tea as a way of teaching have some tea you know pointing the direct nature of the mind but with such a simple situation like that is there some kind of a hidden message no it's completely obvious there's only this there's only this cup of tea is there an
2: elaboration that is just the cup of tea
0: no, the T the is an elaboration. But you see what it is. You see that it's an elaboration.
2: Is there a way to not know the elaboration?
0: Yeah, you're doing it.
2: Otherwise, you wouldn't have asked the question. What's oh, the oh. not knowing of the knowing? Same
0: thing. It's the same thing. There isn't anything else.
3: What's creating the footprints when it looks like we are
0: leaving footprints, I Just the thinking about it. Judging and evaluating, elaborating. Pop, 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 pop. Lots of footprints must mean something's really valid. Lots of tracks, lots of elaborations.
4: June, June.
1: June,
0: June.
4: You
1: talked about sitting meditation as a way of clarifying the mind. That seems a way of receiving, clarifying through receiving. Yes. Is there a way in communication with another person
2: to clarify that's not just producing? Yes. Listen. Listen to everyone.
0: Listen to them until they say, well, aren't you going to say something? People, if you, if you just receive, eventually people get nervous around you. You're doing way too much listening, which is that's what they should be doing. But they see you're doing the wit listening. So that gives them an opportunity to blame you for stuff. One of the ways is, well, I'm here spilling my guts and everything. And you're just all silent and you're just all enlightened. Has anybody ever talked to you that way? kind of accuse you of being kind of quiet because you're being better than they are somehow, more reserved, kind of be sarcastic with you on it. You ever had that happen? Talk more. I'm not done with Junju here. Go ahead, Junju.
2: What should I do in
4: that situation?
0: Just listen. Listen. You can actively listen more if you're in a situation where you're being challenged or something, and say, "Well, say more." I, I follow what you're saying there a little bit, but say, "Can you say more about that?" Can You say a little bit more. You could. You could. So, you could, you're, what you're doing is you're engaging them in their what they're saying. You're drawing them out a little bit, but not too much.
2: How does listening? Clarify.
0: Because if you continue to receive, listen and receive and receive and receive whatever's showing up without adding, subtracting, or dividing, uh, then you eventually will see your true nature. It might take a long time. And it seems to be necessary to train yourself by practicing listening to your own mind, listening to your own mind stream come and go. Nothing to fix, nothing to correct. It's just thoughts coming and going, steep, angular thoughts, soft, curvy thoughts, thoughts, thinking, thinking, thinking. Just observe, just receive. The the, the world is being extremely generous with all of us. All we have to do is receive this world. You don't have to produce much at all. If you're really receiving, then with your particular karmic dynamic, whatever that may be, you might find yourself to be very productive in some in some area you hadn't even thought of before. Could it be even writing poetry, or it could be gardening. It could be just going to work uh, at the at the library. I mean, it could be something very ordinary that just is spontaneously showing up for you.
2: Very simple. So we're when we're communicating with someone
3: else, is it possible to not produce enough? Vowing. Well, they might accuse you of that, is that what you're saying? That or it can it be where we're not meeting the situation where it's at? Um,
0: Perhaps. Again situational very difficult to give some kind of a well do it this way do it that do it that way you could use something like uh, the the four karmas but sometimes that doesn't work so well pacifying enriching magnetizing destroying.
3: when is when is less not better
2: well
0: somebody's drowning Know, 50 feet away from you and you know how to swim. Might want to do more. It's a, it's situational. But the idea there is we need to, if you practiced a lot, you'll be more, you'll have more clarity around how much you're interfering with someone uh, based on you wanting to look good or be good or live up to some situation that you've set up for yourself. When uh, that situation, if you looked at it very clearly, it might be uh, good to allow that person to experience what there looks like they're headed for. You don't have to save anybody or rescue anybody. It's not that kind of, um, it's not that kind of uh, saving all beings. It isn't getting in the way of their karma necessarily, pulling them out of the drink or becoming a person who's a savior.
2: Thank you. Yes. Uh, Sandra, um, just to clarify if I'm
3: getting the right message, um, is it that it's not necessarily good or bad to clarify or elaborate, but more important to understand which thing it is that we're doing and why we're doing it? Like if we're acting, we're attempting to appear that we're trying to clarify when what we're really doing is elaborating
0: to please our own ego or you said quite a bit right there if that's your question i'm gonna say yes it's about seeing uh, your intention seeing what you're up to and you probably won't be able to see what you're up to unless as far as i see or as, as i understand unless you're doing a lot of sitting meditation and even that is not going to save you it, it, it actually has to be done on the spot in the intention Uh, To be genuine, be sincere, difficult to do, especially if you're being uh, haunted by all kinds of feelings that you're not sure what they're about and where they're coming from and who's causing them. So very important to just receive whatever shows up as much as possible. More?
2: If you'd like to elaborate,
0: I'd like to listen. That's not funny. I could elaborate, I suppose.
3: That's all I'm doing, I guess, is elaborating. Turtle bowing. Um, looking at the image of the someone drowning, I think you said it's not like the kind of saving we're doing isn't pulling someone out of the drink. But if someone is drowning and they see the robe, they see a monk here, and they think that that means I'm a lifeguard, do I respond out of the help that they think that
0: this is? Stop it!
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a that's an elaboration. I mean, you're actually getting caught up in your own mind stream, as if there's something you need to know about that that will help you when that situation comes up, so you'll have an idea what to do. So you're actually looking for a standard. You see that? You don't need a standard. Although you could say, well, this is a. a Buddhist, uh, a Buddhist monastery and we have standards here. We do, we have forums and, but you're not, no one is being, it's not being enforced to the point of, of you have to do this. Uh, if you're not feeling well, maybe you can't make it here. But if you can, you should be here. Otherwise, why live in a monastery? You live down the street at uh, that other place.
2: Go ahead. That's a good-bye. It, can we
1: know when clarification is needed when we're communicating with
4: somebody?
0: Somewhat, but you, you can't really demand clarification for some, from somebody who's confused, uh, who, is, who is roiling around. You can't demand that they clarify. You might ask for it, but if it doesn't If it doesn't show up as clarifying, it shows up as more confusion, more elaboration, more validation, justification for the confusion that that you're seeing in them or you're seeing in yourself, then just less is better. Don't do anything with it. You have to actually allow it to wind down. Just like uh, when uh, uh, Kenzan was asking earlier about having, I think he used the idea of knots and Stuff like that in the mainstream, that actually needs to be seen, but not meddled with. We don't really undo or fix anything. It might work in other disciplines or in other ways, but it has a relative validity and maybe should be used. But in this, on the path of a spiritual path of, of awakening, the spiritual path of awareness, awareness, awareness about this, where the where the thinking process is there and is used for sure. But it's it's secondary to what you're, what is showing up in your in your open hands in this particular mudra. Receive, receive this.
2: More.
1: It seems obvious that there's a mis that the situation's being misunderstood. Do we need to be invited to clarify?
0: Let me back up uh, a little bit and say, what's the first part of your question?
1: There's an obvious misunderstanding.
0: Okay, shut up. Don't clarify, don't, don't step into it and try to explain or clarify if you're doing it out of irritation, passion, aggression, and ignorance, uh, that you're just irritated with the whole situation, not just you, but anybody, uh, then it's going to be an elaboration because the elaboration serves ego. Clarification doesn't necessarily serve ego, although it could, but there's going to be some kind of elaboration going on there that strengthens the positionality of me and how I see your confusion. You follow me a little bit? So when I say shut up, I'm, I'm just saying don't talk. Just I Sometimes if there's a lot of uh, antagonism or aggression or finger pointing or even the feeling that somebody's pointing a finger, though they're not doing it, there's just that feeling that they're discontent with you or unhappy with you, then drop your gaze. Not down like this, but drop your gaze slightly and listen. Or you could even say, uh, I'm not following you. And then there might be a possibility if they hear what you're saying, they might uh, elaborate more or they might, they might clarify, giving them the opportunity to do that. So less is better in most of those situations, especially in all of us here, you, you would not be here if you were, if you were clear about who you are. I'm not talking about somebody agrees with you. If you were uh, clear about who you are, you would, not, you would not be here, you would not be in this particular situation. I'm not saying that you may not have a lot of clarity. Uh, compared to the person right next to you. You might be very, very clear about your own neurosis, your own difficulty, your own ball of uh, knots that are in the mind that that you can't unravel. You sense are there, but you don't know what to do with them. And what this old man is saying, just look at them. You start to pull on those knots. The very nature of relative truth is it will suck you right into that ball of worms, and you'll be a participant in your own hanging or not tying, however you want to say it. But if you just look at it, consciousness that is not doing anything, consciousness that is just receiving, actually it is the space in which the knots occur. So your identity is, is changed over from being the knot that's trying to fix itself, the ego that's in there trying to figure out how to stop suffocating itself. You actually are looking at it. It's it's an it's so simple. If you, if you have a thought arise in your mind and you do anything with that thought, you're right back to, you could go back to as far as the hell realm. You could be in hell. You could be turn your mind into a demon when it was a, when it was a Buddha 15 minutes ago. And suddenly you're a demon because you get swamped. You get magnetized out of hope and fear into thinking that you can fix that. Maybe. The way it looks here. You don't have to fix anything, you just have to see what it is.
2: Further questions? How how can how do we support others, our Sangha, uh, friends and family by being direct and clear in our communication? How does that how is that putting others before ourselves?
0: Well, there's lots of situations that could come up there that you might, or I might, or anybody might impute. Well, I have to tell them, I have to be genuine, I have to be honest, I have to be direct. If you're lecturing yourself at all, uh, the very nature of confusion is to step away from what needs to be, what you're relating to directly, to what you think about how to relate to it directly. So, less is better. It's better to... From the point of view of that dynamic you're expressing there is receive as much as you can. Lecture no one. won't teach anybody anything. I, I said uh, before I'll say it again, don't don't teach unless you have to. If you're teaching out of your knowledge, you're just uh, it's just more knots in space. It's not that the knowledge couldn't be have a lot of accuracy to it, and you might be able to help somebody in some particular way. Uh, As I, when I talk to any of the therapists, I always encourage them to continue to work with people as they show up. You can't, you can't. If a person wants to meditate, of course, you can teach them to meditate, but don't encourage meditation. Encourage people to, uh, if they're coming to you, you probably have already have a connection with them, meet them where they're at. Meet them in the confusion and work with them in that confusion rather than try to get them out of it into a better state of mind. Not everyone is gonna sit down and face a wall for years and years at a time, but all of you are. So here you are, here I am. If you want this kind of help, I'm all about doing that
2: much as I can. There another question? Doesn't have to be. Um,
3: if there's a misunderstanding in communication, is it is it mutual on both the person who's speaking and the person who's receiving?
2: Well, I don't
3: value. Is it mutual? Yeah. Are, are both people misunderstanding something?
0: Well, probably. What is it you want to know? does that come from? What do you want to know?
3: When we're in the middle of a misunderstanding, how do we clarify that?
0: So, a generic response would be, I mean, it's, it depends on the situation. There are some situations where You might have to chase the person down the street just because of the whole dynamic that's going on. Wait, wait, I need to talk to you more about this. Don't leave yet. Maybe that. But the the basic situation is less is better. Don't do anything. Continue to receive As soon as you open your big yap, or I open my big yap, I stop receiving. We stop receiving. We're producing. You ask me a question, I receive as best I can what the question is. And and often I have no idea what you've just said. From the point of view of, oh, well, let's see now, what would be the best response for Shoda in this situation? I, I just don't function that way. I can't. I don't know how. I could even say I don't have the intelligence to do that. Lucky for you guys. So you may, situation, you may run after the person. You may run the other way and say, "Drop. no more. I had enough of this. Got to go do something else. Talk to you, or catch up with you tomorrow. Could be, or it could be that you stand right there and receive, tell me more. And even if they come up and say, what do you mean tell me more? I've already told you everything. Why aren't you responding to me? You're acting like some kind of enlightened person or something, like you know everything. Keep coming.
3: Does clarification mean that everyone will be on the same page?
0: No. No, the clarification, the only clarification might be in your mind. You might be very clear about what's happening with, not only with yourself, but with with another person you're in relationship to. the, The whole dynamic, you might be very clear about that, but you might not have someone that's ready to hear that. And so, unless you, unless you have somebody that's asking you and wanting you to say something about it, asking you specific questions, possibly, The general response is less is better. You're, you're going to have really good communication dynamics with some people and not with others. You're probably going to have, if you have someone who's a teacher, in this case you do, you're probably going to have extremely good communication with that teacher, or you wouldn't be here.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Sure, Brian.
3: What is it to appreciate um, those relationships that have
0: disjointed or difficult communication? What is it to appreciate that? Just that you've said it. Just appreciate that. Uh, appreciate means to, doesn't mean to uh, uh, necessarily to assign value to something. It just means that because it might be something you're appreciating, you don't even understand. This is when they talk about art appreciation. They don't mean that suddenly you get what Jackson Pollock was doing and why he slung paint all over his garage floor with uh, sheets of masonite. Why would he do such a thing? Well, if you look at what he produced, but you'd have to look at it a lot. You couldn't look at it for 20 minutes when I mean, he spent his whole life, his very short life to doing that. He's a powerful artist. And there's only a few people that really, when I say a few, I'm not saying there's, there's more than thousands. But I mean, there's. it's not really easy to appreciate that as to what it is, but you can appreciate what it is that shows up that you don't understand. Same, it's very similar appreciation, not knowing what that is.
2: Go ahead.
3: How can we receive miscommunication without assigning that
0: we're communicating incorrectly or that it's wrong? Just see that you're doing that incorrectly or that it's wrong. That shows up in your mind stream? Just look at it. Don't, it's, there's no double fixing. There's no, there's no double negative. The first negativity is bad enough. You think you're wrong. That's the first, anything you do beyond that is further ignorance. You, thinking you're wrong might be a a judgment about something coming out of passion and possibly some aggression. But if you do anything with that, other than just receive it, then you're ignoring it or you're you're shutting down. You, You have an opinion about that. That's ignorance. Passion passion, aggression, ignorance, passion, aggression, ignorance. What do we do? with? How do we relate with that? Be very, very clear about when that is coming and going about how the passion grasps, does other things too, but it basically is grasping. Also, uh, get the throws away blame, throws the, the, the blame, the feeling of guilt comes up and we throw it in the other direction. Or we blame ourselves, anything. Will do anything but other than just look at it. Why? Because there's an ego that wants a position. There's an ego that wants to know right, wrong, correct. I am having all these emotions come up, which I think are mine. So therefore, I need some attribution. If you have an emotion come up in your mind, can you just receive that and watch that come and go, or do you need to find out who did it or what did it? About about it, tell me.
3: Usually the latter. Huh? Usually the latter. Which is what? Finding a source.
0: Finding a source. That's awareness. You don't have to stop that either, but you may want, you may have an area where you notice that you don't have to actually fuel that response. It will feel difficult. It'll feel, you'll feel like you're failing. This is, the ego does not want to feel like a failure. But on the spiritual path, that's the, where the failure needs to show up, the self-centeredness, the narcissism, the intense fixation on me and my stuff, my ideas, what I think, what I don't, especially with the with a, a brain like your brain, not a compliment. But your thinking process is extremely powerful. There are several people in here. I'm not one of them. Several people are extremely good at negotiating any structure of and consciousness with the thought process, with analysis and logic. You're very good at that. Lucky for you, I'm not. So, therefore, you can't fool me. If I were really smart, then we'd probably cross swords. But since I'm not, no, you can't find me, can you? And that's a place in Africa. Okay. I think we've got enough of this. <laughs> on. did you have a question? Or are you just bowing out?
4: Bowing out.
0: Thank you. But you'll know, Kozan, that your little friend, or I shouldn't say your big friend, is still working on his grant material. You
2: probably know that already.
0: Hi,
5: this is Chiezon, the prior at Sokokoji Buddhist Monastery. Sokozan offers these talks without expecting anything in return. If you value these talks and would like them to continue,
2: please visit our donate page at www.sokokoji.org. Thank you.